0: In today's episode, I want to talk about alternative transition techniques for dropping it on the one, people's skepticism towards new DJ technology, and a great source for DJ drops and other services that DJs might need this is share the knowledge for the last 22 years i've been rocking stages playing in clubs and having a lot of fun as a dj and turntablist and i've seen and learned a lot now it's time for me to share that knowledge by answering the questions that can help you become a better dj i'm dj tlf and this is share the knowledge Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogles. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy DJ TLM, and welcome to episode 40 of Share the Knowledge. This is my educational podcast for DJs, and this is where I answer a lot of the questions that I receive on a daily basis. Now, you can check out a new episode of Share the Knowledge every Monday on Anchor, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And if you want to check out some of the video clips, make sure you go to my YouTube channel, DJTLM TV. Now, for all the information about the Share the Knowledge podcast, make sure you check out sharethenowledgepodcast.com. And for all my info, go to djtlm.com. So I want to start this episode off with a little bit of promo for all my people in the Netherlands and all my DJs, especially in the Amsterdam area. Uh, there's two events I want to talk about, both on Friday. That's March 16th in Amsterdam, in the Melkweg, that's the Milky Way. First off, it's the DJ City Linkup. Now, if you're a DJ and you live in the Netherlands and you want to connect with other DJs from the Netherlands, the DJ City Linkup is the place to be. So it's uh, open to all DJs, entrance is free in the Melkweg, and it's all about connecting with DJs. Just chilling, being able to talk with DJs. DJs you know, DJs you don't know. And at the same time, we offer some nice extras. So we have a couple of showcases. We got our Dutch Red Bull freestyle champ, DJ Irie. He's going to do some showcases. We have DJ Kipsky who's going to be doing a very special tableism showcase. So that's turntableism but this is on a next level including some real synths. Uh, I can't even explain this on the radio. So he's gonna be doing a showcase. Now we have Pioneer DJ in the building with a couple of the brand new products. So that's probably gonna be the DDJ 1000 and a couple of other things. So if you haven't seen those up close, you get to try those out and uh, get a little demo. I'll be talking a little bit about DJ City and DJ DNS is also going to be wrecking the decks as usual. Now that is on Friday from 7.30 to 10.30. So uh, if you haven't been to a DJ City link up, this is uh, a great way to connect. So I hope to see you there to all DJs out there. Now next up on that same day, in the same location, so also in the Melkweg in Amsterdam, starting at 11, we have the first edition of Combo. Now, when I say we, I'm talking about myself, DJ Turn and DJ DNS, and we're doing an all-night back-to-back-to-back set, meaning we'll have three sets right there, six turntables, three S9s, and um, we're gonna be playing jams all night. So that's hip hop and R&B, uh, anything we feel like playing, old, new, whatever uh of course we'll be doing some cutting and having some fun with the decks and uh like i said that's going to be a lot of fun it's all about combining our styles our preferences of music and doing some things at the same time as well just to make it a little more unique we all love playing with turntables having fun adding some turntablism to our club sets and um yeah this this is just something we wanted to do to express our way of playing and our love of music. So that's what it's all about. So if you're in the Amsterdam area this Friday and you want to party, come check us out at Combo in the Melkweg starting at 11. If you're a DJ in the Netherlands or even if you're from Belgium or Germany, anywhere around, come check us out. DJ City link up in the Melkweg in Amsterdam starts at 7 30. Now I'll make sure to leave all the info for those events in the uh, uh, description box down below so you can check that out as well so while we're on the subject of dj city i just want to send them a shout out uh you may or may not know i also work for dj city i'm their representative for the netherlands but i also produce some video content for them some share their knowledge content uh they just uh added something new and that is a spotify playlist called the dj city essentials so make sure you check that out um your salute to dj city they drop a lot of dope content and uh, one of the dope things they dropped as well that you should check out if you're into dj tech is um one of their new cutting room sessions if you're not familiar with the cutting room sessions it's basically a scratch collaboration where they take like six or eight DJs from a certain area. So that could be a city or country. And they all take turns cutting up uh, uh, some sounds over a dope beat. And this time was kind of special. They recorded this one in Poland with Polish DJs, Polish turntablists. But all of the DJs use turntables with the new Phase 1. So if you're not familiar with Phase, that's that new little device that you can place on top of your vinyl, and that's going to register your movements and send that to your DJ software. So you're not using your needle on control vinyl anymore because you don't need that needle to send the signal to your uh, audio interface. That all happens to that little device on top of the vinyl. So you might've heard about it. It's received definitely some hype, but if you were still skeptical about their performance, and this is still, not in not in production. It's not being sold yet, so they're still developing it. But you see these turntablers get busy and it seems like it's performing very well. Like I, I don't think there's like any issues with latency. Those cuts sound mighty clean, and they're all using phase. So, uh, yeah, you can check that out on uh, DJ City as well. Now, this question relates to what I talked about last week. Last week, I talked about the advantages of using live music for practicing your mixes. So you can improve your mixing skills, if you use music with live instrumentation, but music that is not sequenced with a drum machine. So that has fluctuating uh, tempo because the drums were never as straight as something that's uh, programmed on the computer. Now, I've received a question here, and the question is, I've noticed that you've been catering mainly to beginner DJs lately. So I hope my question will fit your agenda since it's slightly advanced. Uh, Most definitely, it fits. This is not just for beginners, but a lot of the questions I receive are definitely from beginner DJs. So those topics do get a lot of attention, but I'm open for any question. I'll talk about anything that I can answer or know anything about or that I feel should be put out there. And then I might ask for your input. So how do you usually go about mixing songs that are not quantized like soul or reggae? Sometimes you can find spots in the song that's playing where there's a quantized four bar phrase that you can mix into, but sometimes there's no such thing. That's exactly what I talked about last week. So songs that are not sequenced that way, they're not programmed. Um, A lot of times the song you want to mix into doesn't have a clean four bar intro, or it does, but it's not quantized and drums are all over the place. What I usually do is either echo song A out and drop, uh, drop song B on the one or do a fade in, fade out. Is there anything wrong with that? But it gets old after a bit and I'd like to know what else I can do to mix this kind of tracks and vary my transitions. Uh, so no, there's nothing wrong and I'm totally with the, 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 the echo and dropping something on the one. But yes, if you do something like that, let's say for instance that you have uh, four transitions in a row and every time you use an echo and you start the new song, that gets a little bit old. Um But if it's the hype part of the evening and people are into it and you're playing the jams they love to hear, they're not going to care if you echo out every song and start that new song on the one. If you do it in a way that just keeps the music going. So I hope that you're not... Echoing it out, let it echo for a bunch of bars and then drop it on the one. Um, but yeah, that that can work. Now fade in, fade out. I I get that, but that definitely sounds less like a DJ playing and more like just uh, uh, old school uh, DJs just not really mixing at all. Uh, uh, I have to hear how you do that, but. Uh I never like to hear music just fade out and then the new one coming in. That's going to that might just uh um get the crowd off a bit. Uh are there more things you can do? Well, one thing you could also try to do is maybe just find a small part in the song that's playing and loop it. So create a short loop um and then try to find a spot in the other one that you can mix into it. If you're dealing with tracks that are not programmed, then this can be tricky as well because you still have to make sure that you keep adjusting to keep it in sync with the loop. But looping apart is definitely different than using your echo. And you can get creative with that as well. You could also try to find a a, a spot on both records that could be looped. So for instance, you have a loop running on one, on the track that's playing. Before you throw it in, you find a spot on the new track and put that on loop, nice little loop. Maybe it's a a percussion loop or whatever from the track, part of the track. Um, Then on a track that's playing, you hit loop as well. So that starts to loop, and then you blend in your other loop and you blend them together. Now, they might not be sequenced tracks, but if it's a short loop and it's like a bar long, chances are it's gonna be easier to get that bar right on both tracks, Uh, especially if you use a manual loop. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, there's options for that. But no matter what you do, if you're dealing with tracks that are not programmed with a drum machine and the tempo fluctuates, that means that you're always going to have more work if you're doing anything related to matching the tracks, matching the beats, because the tempo can't change. But getting a loop, getting that short part will ensure that it stays in a certain tempo because you're repeating that same part. So you don't give it a chance to go to a next part that might have a tempo change in there, a slight tempo change. Um, But just to add more variety to it, you can have that in your arsenal as well. So some tracks you might take out with an echo. Sometimes you go for a loop, your fade in, fade out. If it works for you, of course, use it. And for other tracks, if it's possible, grab that microphone. Or if there's an MC, let the MC do that. But you can also grab that microphone. And instead of just using an echo, if it's a track that they know, and there's a part that they can sing along to, get them to sing along. And if it's at the end of a phrase, get them to sing that last part. So you take out the track, they sing that last part. And then when that part is done on the one, you bring in the new one. So a lot of transitions will involve dropping it on the one but there's multiple ways you can do that. So echo, loop, fade in, fade out, take down the, the channel fader MC or let them sing. Anything can can work, but you're definitely right. You wanna make sure you add a little variety. Otherwise you sound like a robot if every track I had to eat the exact same thing going on. So I hope that helps you out. And let's make that the question of the day right now. If you're dealing with tracks that are a little bit more difficult to beat match because they have that fluctuating tempo uh, uh, or drums all over the place, whatever it is, no clear intros in there, what is your go-to technique to mix a track like that? Now, for me, it is definitely mixing or dropping it on the one, and a lot of times for me, that will definitely involve just cutting that track that I'm going to bring in and either just take that last part of the other one out um, or hit it with a slight echo, anything like that, Um, or take it down and actually scratch the other one for a couple of bars. So that one track is playing, um, and when you have like four counts left, take that one out and just chica 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 bang, bring it in. Anything like that can work. Um, So, um, I think that's one of my go-to things, but dropping on, on the one will always be the safest uh, safest way to go. Uh, but when you're practicing, try to beat match. Try to get that tempo to, to, to stick. Uh, you have to adjust constantly, but it is a great way to practice your mixing techniques. Let's get to a question that I received from Malaysia. And the question is, I would like to ask, do you have or use any DJ drops with your own name in your mix? Please share with us where we can get a good DJ name drop. I've been searching through all the forums I know and saw various websites as well as uh, DIY methods, do-it-yourself methods. We can produce DJ drops with our own DJ name, but DJs in my country, Malaysia, still asking a lot about it. I searched through YouTube and etc. to find samples for me to decide which website to use, but yet I don't see any video that recommends us which website we should go for. It would be a great help to me as well as those who are looking for their own DJ name drops. As always, thank you for your inspiration and you're awesome. Thank you. Um, Look, normally I would say that it's a good thing for people to do their own research and not just to look for a handout like... Give me a website that, a video that recommends DJ Drops. Uh, But in this case, you definitely did some research. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, You looked at forums, you looked on YouTube. So I guess maybe there's not that much available when it comes to videos recommending DJ Drops. I don't know. Um, uh, The reason I bring that up is I receive a lot of questions from people that ask me questions that they should have just Googled. So that's not you, but I receive a lot of questions from people just asking me like, hey, where can I find this sound effect? And then when I look at Google and I just type that exact thing in, I get the answer. So uh, a lot of these questions are probably very easy to find. Now, in this case, you looked at some websites, you looked at forums, uh, you found a couple, you found some examples. So maybe you did not find the one you liked yet. Uh, I don't know any videos or have any recommendation videos that I've ever made about DJ Drops. But I can talk about one service that I feel is very cool to use also for DJ Drops, and that is Fiverr. So uh, this is not a a sponsored segment in any way, but I've used Fiverr a lot over the last couple of years. Fiverr is basically an online marketplace for people offering services. So you can find people that will do web design, logo design, flyer design, business card design, SEO optimization, a uh, uh, search engine opt- uh, optimization, um, DJ drops, uh, DJ jingles, intros, all sorts of services. So, like I said, it's an online marketplace for people offering services from all over the world. So, um, this could be a kid in Pakistan or someone somewhere in Sri Lanka to UK. Uh, I'm naming these places because I've actually done business with people from all those places. And again, this is a great example of how the internet has connected a lot of people and made things possible that couldn't have been done. That uh, kid in Pakistan might have had his uh, logo design skills, but would have had almost no way to get clientele in the Netherlands or anywhere else outside of his own, her own vicinity. So I've used Fiverr for um, logo design, DJ drops, and a couple of other things. And Fiverr has the name because in the beginning, every service offered was only $5. Now, I have to say it's not like that anymore, but you still have people offering their services for as low as $5 to pros that still ask for hundreds of dollars, and they might very well deserve that for the work that they deliver. But the good thing about it is you have a lot of people offering services for really low amounts which makes it a lot safer to try out a couple of things because I've definitely had some hits and misses when it comes to for instance logo design some logos were pretty cool and some just weren't as cool now they all have examples of their work but sometimes those examples can be cool but when you tell them your idea um, you can find out that their style or skill level just isn't what you thought it was but then that might've only cost you like in my case, like um, $7, one time $12. I'll take that L that's not that's not crazy to me because I've also had a couple of great designs and I've have, I have a couple of great logos that I have yet to use for certain concepts um, that have cost me only 15, and I think one was $17 and one was $20. Now with that, you already have not just the logo as a JPEG and a PSD, but you also get the vector file and you have the commercial rights to use it for whatever. So they have different levels. Same with the DJ Drops, you can get anything done from a simple uh, uh, 5 to ten second thing to something longer, uh, and they'll have different prices, everything will add a couple of dollars, but still, in most cases, it is definitely very affordable. So I did a couple of DJ Drops there as well, Um, one, I ended up not liking at all, just thought the voice wasn't as cool as I thought it was, never used it, and I got a couple of other ones where I had a female voice that sounded dope, and those will be used. And those were very cheap as well. I've also used them to transcribe uh, some videos. So I sent them a video and then they send me back a transcript. So they write out everything that I say. So I have it in text form also for like 10 bucks. So Fiverr has a lot of that. So you can definitely give that a look. Just go to fiverr.com and do DJ Drops, type that in, and you'll see they have lists and lists, and you can just click what you would like. We'd like a, a male voice, female voice. Um, they have a rating system, so you would you want a one-star or two-star Uh, or pro seller. They have all of that stuff. You can just check that out. Overall, it's just a great place to look if you're a DJ and you have certain things that might need uh, attending to. So for instance, if you're a new DJ, you don't have a logo yet, that's a great place to look for a logo or design a business card. Stuff like that is very dope to do uh, on Fiverr. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. Banzoogle makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. You can choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes and then customize your design and content in a few clicks with Banzoogle's easy visual editor. Now, all the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and integration to pull in content from all your online services, including Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I use Banzoogle to create the share the knowledge podcast website and that was very easy van zoogle plans started just 8 29 a month and include your own free custom domain name now if you want to try it out for free for 30 days click on the link in the description box down below and be sure to use the promo code share to get 15 percent off the first year of your subscription i want to share this email right now uh, that i received today um from Ankia. shout out to you major shout out to you so Just wanted to reach out to say thank you for your videos and for spreading and sharing the high vibes and knowledge. It's greatly appreciated. I've been DJing for a while now and often fall into a space of complacency. But when I watch your videos, especially your Q and A vids, it gets me out of my funk and always motivates me. So thank you, thank you. I taught myself how to DJ years ago before YouTube even existed. I've never had a mentor or someone I can ask questions or seek advice from. I've just discovered your channel and I feel like it's the closest thing that I've had to a mentor. (laughs) Thanks again. You are appreciated. Now, first off, you are appreciated for sending me that email. And in no way am I reading this email out loud to pat myself on the back. This is not about giving myself props at all. I receive a lot of these emails and I hardly ever read them during Q&A videos or during the podcast um, because I don't want to seem pretentious or like I'm trying to pat myself on the back. Uh, I'm reading this one out loud right now because I receive a lot of emails like this and I want to send this message back to all of you who send me messages like this, that it is greatly appreciated on this side, it truly is. And I've stated this before, messages like these are my fuel. This is what keeps me motivated. One of the things that keeps me motivated to do this, what I'm doing right here, the podcast, my YouTube channel. Um, it's an amazing feeling. To know that you could positively contribute to someone's life, a small portion of their life, being their DJ career or just being able to help them develop their skills. Um, that's amazing. And I have to thank or we have to thank technology for that. I'm going to talk about technology more in this episode. But um Yeah, like I said, this is my fuel. I love hearing stories like this. And over the years, I've received so many messages uh, similar to this one. Or even when you guys send me questions, a lot of times those questions start with a little thank you. And to me, that's, like I said, it's an amazing feeling. And you make me realize that this part of my life, or part of my DJ career, because this is sort of part of my DJ career in a way. It stems from my DJ career. If it wasn't for my 25 years of experience, I wouldn't be doing this uh, channel and podcast. Um, This probably means more to me than my years of DJing, because I feel I've contributed more to the DJ community and to you by doing this than all the parties that I played. So um, this is a great way to continue from where I've been. I've played a lot of parties and I'll continue to DJ, but this has more impact. And I feel this is a more important part of my uh, life right now, because this this allows me to leave a, a certain legacy and something to look back at later. And, this gonna put a smile on my face in the long run it already does but I know for a fact that when I look back later um, it's gonna be lovely to see probably some of you being major names out there because I've received a lot of emails from people that told me that they started to learn how to DJ because they saw one of my videos and now they're playing their first gigs or not even playing their first gigs They've moved past that, and now they have residencies and are doing all sorts of stuff. And being able to do that is way doper than doing a dope gig somewhere. And trust me, I love doing dope gigs, but it can't beat that feeling ever. So, um, yeah, greatly appreciated. That goes both ways, 100%. So I want to continue to talk about tech right now. And like I said, thanks to technology, I've been able to share the knowledge. That is my motto for my YouTube channel, for my podcast. It's all about sharing my experience, but at the same time, getting a lot of you motivated to share your experience as well. And that doesn't mean that you have to go out and do podcasts or make videos, but even if it's just by uh, adding your two cents to certain topics in the comment section, or when you see someone ask a question and you know the answer, or you have a clear opinion that you know that it's definitely appreciated if you share that. That could be positive or negative. It's always good for a discussion. Um, So technology has allowed all of us to be able to communicate like this and to share our thoughts and our experiences. And the reason I bring it up is because tech helps all of us out, but still a lot of us are skeptical or even scared when it comes to technology and new developments, but I think the key word here is change. Anytime there's something new, something that changes stuff, uh, there's always uh, a skepticism, backlash, uh, and uh, we talked about this last week with Jazzy Jeff and the pad Scratch on the SB3. Um, actually, Phil from Digital DJ Tips just did an interview with uh, Jazzy Jeff. You can check that out on the Digital DJ Tips, uh, tips channel. So Jeff just uh, talks a little bit more about it. But I talked about it last week and I already quoted him from one of his IG posts. And that basically explains the whole thing. But here he tells a little bit more about the whole uh, Pioneer collaborations and the actual meaning of the scratch pad uh, function. But every time I see comments under videos like that, uh, um, it brings it back to... People somehow always feeling like new stuff is threatening or I don't know what it is. But first off, you can't hold back technology. Let's let's get that straight right now. And I still see a lot of people who who think that somehow they're going to be able to hold back technology. Just because they don't agree with a certain feature on some equipment or a totally new thing is developed that by uh, complaining that it's gonna go away, that clearly doesn't happen when it comes to technology. But over the years, you've seen it so many times. And I think I left a comment under that DJ Jazzy Jeff video. If you take a look at the cell phone, the mobile phone, the smartphone. 15 or 20 years ago, if you ask people if they would get a cell phone, a lot of them would say no. Uh, A good portion of them would say never. And I actually saw a small documentary uh, years ago here in the Netherlands, and that was filmed like, I think, 15 years ago on the street. When we had the first cell phones here, they were starting to get a little bit more popular or at least uh, more models were coming out, I think. I don't know what it was, the reason for that interview, but they were asking people on the street, how do you feel about these mobile phones and would you ever get one? And a response from most people was no, I have a phone at home or no, why would I want to carry around something like that? Uh, Skeptical or just really just a plain no, like why would I? Now, every four to 84 year old has their phone in their hand basically all day long. Same thing with buying stuff online. Go back 10, 15 years ago. Most people will tell you, "Nah, I'm not buying stuff online. I don't trust it. Or why would I do that? I want to go to the store and try it on uh, or take a look at it. And now Amazon is probably the biggest company out there. Well, one of the biggest companies, at least Jeff Bezos, their CEO, is the richest man in the world right now. I mean, they're doing great and they're just getting started. They're going to be a lot bigger probably. So now all of us probably order stuff online sometimes or all the time. So... I talk to a lot of like these soccer moms uh, that order all their stuff for their kids on uh, AliExpress or wherever. I mean, it's gotten so common. I remember when CDJs came out, a lot of DJs were skeptical. We're talking about the technology when it comes to DJs. Like, what are these? The platters don't even move, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, it has a cue point. It has loop. Oh, uh." now CDJs are a club standard. Either club has turntables and CDJs or just CDJs. So this happens over and over again. You cannot stop it and most of the time you probably learn to like it and love it as well. Now here's the thing, you don't have to use everything that comes out. That's your choice. So you can't stop tech, but you can choose to use what you wanna use. Thing I just don't get is why there's always, um, for some of you, Such a load of negativity that comes with each and every thing, like you're threatened by it. I don't get that. I mean, we've had the whole thing with Sync, and that is still a discussion to this day. I can't believe it, but it still is. So I think what I'm trying to say here is stop being so skeptical and negative every time there's a new technological development for DJs. History is on our side. History has proven that a lot of these tech developments did not hurt the DJ culture at all. DJ culture is probably bigger than it's ever been when you have all these superstar DJs and everything out there, but if we're taking it just to like the turntablism level, stuff like that. um, Serato, Tractor, the whole DVS thing, I remember that a lot of people were saying that Serato killed uh, the vinyl era or something like that or was killing the turntable culture. I beg to differ and I have to say it's the exact opposite. Because vinyl was being produced less already. Record companies were not investing as much, uh, as much money trying to get promos out there on vinyl because the production cost for vinyl is just way higher than just getting it out digitally for DJs that use CDJs and stuff like that. So um, if it wasn't for DVS, so if we did not have Tractor and Serato, I'm willing to bet that uh, most of the DJs that you see rocking turntables now with DVS If DVS was not there, they would not be rocking turntables with vinyl, their old, outdated vinyl. They'd be using CDJs or a controller. I'm pretty sure. I know I would, and I love my turntables. But I would not still be dragging my three to four crates with old vinyl into every club, missing half of the new releases, playing on hollow stages that give my vinyl feedback, while they're playing crispy clean sound on CDJs or controllers. They got the latest remixes or their own tracks in there. Nah, I wanna be able to compete with that. And DVS technology allows me to do that. For that, I love tech. So that's it for episode 40 of Share the Knowledge. I wanna thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode right here on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Anchor. If you wanna ask me a question, you can either send me an email, that's djtlmtv at djtlm.com, or check me out on social, the handle is djtlm everywhere, or my YouTube channel, DJ TLM TV, where you can also find a couple of video clips taken from this very episode. But I drop a lot of different content on that channel as well. Tips and tricks and anything you can think about. Now, I was going to do a video that I didn't do last week. I'll be doing that this week. And that is my review of the videos that did not get into the Saturday Super Session 7. So if you haven't um, seen that video, that's because I still need to up that. That's coming uh, very soon. So anyway, I'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in and share the knowledge. Keep on practicing and have a lot of fun. Peace.